me I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Everybody be asking my six out my last. I'm super sick of this business. My daughter missing me, nigga. The whip is better to fill up, but they gon' kill me with tax. Niggas really on pluck. They ain't checking the stats. Who a decade or better give niggas decade of rap. Respect is in order. Hate me better. Do it loud. Ooh, for everybody black. Haters say that's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. Sunlight hurts my eyes. And something without one another bears heavy on my mind. Then I look at you. Hello, hello, hello. It's a lovely day. It's a lovely day. Indeed, indeed. Good morning, good morning. It is brewing black in the morning, and we're here with T Shaw and Scala P. Hey. <laughs> Hey, look, we just found out we went number one last week. Not two, not three, but one, baby. Top two, not two. You feel me? Let's get it. We Let's appreciate it. all the love. <laughs> we appreciate all the love. Thank you for supporting. We will do our best to do our job. You right. feel me? That's it. We got so many great things planned for y'all, too. So we just want to really say how much we appreciate y'all just, just giving us that energy and that and that power and that feedback. Um, we, we feel good this morning, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh so I, I want to say, um, well, also, Brewing Black, for those of you who might be tuning in for the first time, is a place where we talk about black culture on a, uh, on a national level, on a local level, um, looking at the city of Los Angeles and um, right here on UCLA's campus, right? Absolutely. Um, and so we, we're going to be getting into a little bit of everything. Um, we we want to do our land acknowledgments too because obviously we we understand how oppression works and, and that we're you know, right right yes. and and this you know stolen land stolen land so but. so it, we want to acknowledge uh, Gabrielino and the Tonga um, if I'm saying that wrong please uh, uh, forgive me and sh uh, show me how to say it um, but we want to acknowledge those those bodies um, in, in the land. Um, that we that we sort of get the privilege of, of being on, so um, we want to we want to do that. Um, now we're going to go into what we like to call our light roast light session. Rose, sizzle, so, sizzle. <laughs> so basically, y'all light roast is um, when we talk about someone who's done something in society that's a little crazy that little doesn't crazy. make sense, mm -hmm. and we sort of got to like point them out and sort of critique them a little bit. Um, but yeah. then we sort of end it with some uh, motivation, right? Because yeah. we, you want to get the bad news out of the way only, first, and only. then <laughs> right, and then and then get into the good stuff. So um, today we're talking about, and some of you might have heard about this, but there was a formal former uh, Drexel. A professor in Philly, um, and he's facing theft charges because he allegedly spent about a hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars <laughs> of some uh, grant research money <laughs> on uh, adult entertainment. Blew right? a bag, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, what? <laughs> so basically, what happened was that um, it, it it was used for um, I think the money came from uh, the the Navy, I believe. Yes, yes. So the Department of Energy and the National Science Foundation, right? 
Um, and according to prosecutor, pro- prosecutors, uh, he spent about $96,000 in, in federal grant funds on adult entertainment and sports bar between sports bars between 2010 and 2017. Um, and he uh, actually dropped 89000 on iTunes. On iTunes. <laughs> like, bro. I hope he buying our podcast or that, something. That's what like. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Support Sp- black business. That's right. That's right. Spotify is like fourteen ninety nine a month. Like, oh bro. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we got to we sort of got to call that out because I think that. Um, as scholars, and unfortunately, man, this this guy was a brother, and, it, and it's just like, look, <laughs> our minds are already not respected in these man. academic spaces as it is. We already <laughs> hypersexualized. That's right. That's right. And so, with with that type of scrutiny on us in the higher education spaces, you can't be using your uh, your position and all these funds to. Um, you know, use it for your own personal gain. You're supposed to use it to revol- revolutionize whatever community you're focused on. Absolutely. Um, and that's not what he did. So we got to give this man the light roast. Um, I, I don't want to mess up his name, um, but, uh, you know, we. so I, I won't actually try to pronounce it, but if you you Google, Google that, the story is really, really crazy. Yeah. Um, but it is MLK Day. Yes. Or, or, or we are going to celebrate because MLK Day sort of passed on, on Monday. Mm-hmm. And this quote actually comes from MLK, right? Because now it's time to get into the more positive se- section of the light roast. And it, it goes as, as such as this. If you can't fly, then run. Mm-hmm. If you can't run, then walk. Yeah. Right? Uh, if you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do... You have to keep moving forward. It's a must. Right, right. And so I think that's so important because I think that even when we were talking about our 2020 goals and our yeah. visions, um, it's this idea of things are going to be crazy. You're not going to be able to fly all the time, mm-hmm. right? But it's very important to figure out the little things that you can do that will add up to those big results and those big goals. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I He's just talking about progress, yeah. always moving forward. I think that came from uh, what was that uh show on Netflix? Uh, Luke Cage. Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. That was yeah, like yeah, his yeah, little co- uh, catchphrase. Always forward. But like, I get it. It's progress. As long as you're moving forward, there's no wrong step. Right. Because you you didn't know before that, right? right like right. you might take a step to the right, and that might not have been the most progress. But like, you got to keep moving forward. Yeah, yeah. I think baby so. steps. Yeah, baby steps. And what and what I've realized is that like. You know, usually, um, if you're fortunate enough, uh, as long as you are waking up every day, you know what I'm yes. saying? Like, usually you can you can outlast some of these things that, that you, you end up going through and these trials and tribulations that you end up facing, right? Absolutely. Um, and so it's just knowing that, like, the, the day is going to continue, right? Yeah. Like, you, you'll get into beefs, you'll yeah. get into drama, like, but you professors. you get another chance, too. Right, right, right. right. And, and, and it's like, you know, shoot, I, I went through some stuff, stuff and had some beefs beefs this weekend and I was like dang you had me down but then I, I woke up the next day then I woke up the next day and now I'm here this morning and yeah. I'm like I'm good life Juice is wonderful up. number let's one go, you let's go. Hey, hey 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 <laughs> no I get you I get you I think that like it's a beautiful quote it really reminds me especially of social movements too right, being right. an activist being an organizer I think that it's always important to keep that in your mind um just that just always forward it, it kind of talks with Nipsey talking about like it's a it's a marathon, right? I think um, now that I'm reading a lot of Angela Davis, that I got to listen to Erica Huggins, I got to hear these people that were like in the streets, right, in the '60s, and still alive, right. still alive to like tell their story. Like, right. I think that there's some peace about them, and they 
they just talk about this like it's a marathon, and that's what Dr. King was reminding us. Right, right, and, and I'm glad you said that, Tishaw, because uh, we actually sort of want to talk talk to y'all about MLK Day and like what that means to us. Um, and so, Tishaw, will you tell people uh, what you did on MLK Day and like how it like resonated with you and what what MLK stood for? Absolutely, absolutely. So, MLK Day for me. Um, I've always tried to figure out what best to do. How do you celebrate this holiday? All right. I'm like, do I go down to um, do I go down to Inglewood hangout? So that's exactly what we ended up doing. We ended up going down there to get breakfast. It was a black-owned business. Um, I can't think of it to save my life right now. Yeah. Um, but it was amazing. It was just amazing being in that space. I felt just revitalized, rejuvenated. And I think when we think about Dr. King and we think about like what he kind of stood for. I think when he's kind of commercialized, we always think about this like, I had a dream speech. Mm -hmm. We think about integration. We think about this melting pot, this multiculturalism. Um, But I think he's also talking about this black space being able to like exist and thrive in the United States. For us to have our own communities, for us to have this self-determination, to support one another, to have this unity, um, to have this just collective collectivity. Yes. And I think that like, that's what I got that day. It was beautiful. I mean, we really just got to hang out. I think at some, at no point did I realize that like, I don't know. I just was never uncomfortable. It, everything just felt comfortable. I didn't know these people, but it felt familiar. Right. I think we started singing "Happy Birthday," but we didn't even do like the happy. <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, you can't do that. <laughs> so it was just a happy birthday to you. Hey, shout happy Stevie. birthday hey, to hey, you. Hey. We skipped the white one. We don't have to do that. <laughs> that don't have no rhythm. No, don't that's have no not season. required. That's not and, required. And it's crazy because so many people joined in. I was like, I don't even know who birthday it is, but I'm hyped. <laughs> I'm juiced because it's all of our birthday. Because we Dang. end this together. You feel Dang. me? Oh man. Yeah. No. And, and you know what? I'm I'm glad I'm glad you said that. Right. So this idea of you know, black people being able to exist and exist freely and just be, right? Yes. And that was part of MLK's dream. But let, let, let me also say this, right? As much as MLK was about unity, um, sometimes we get it twisted as a community. And I know uh, the world gets it twisted because they try to make uh, MLK look look like this uh, pushover uh, mm-hmm. peacemaker. And he mm-hmm. actually was not that at all. Not at all. He, was, uh, he, was, he was very dynamic and he was a disruptor. Yes. He was a dynamic so Right, exactly. And, and what we got to understand, y'all, is that like, yeah, MLK today, you learn about him in your textbooks, you know, oh, it was peaceful and it was all about unity and not mm-hmm. fighting back. But it was like, no, like two thirds of Americans did not like like him um, at all. At all. Like in 1966, they did like a Gallup poll. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the FBI was constantly trying to get at him, uh, making Man. threats towards him and things of that nature. He was always talking about uh fighting against things like imperialism, uh, classism, and things of that nature. Like, he was about that. And and the thing about it is that, like, he had a strategy, right? Absolutely. Um, And so I I think sometimes we we get into this thing where we try to uh, compare him to people we, quote, unquote, think are more radical, like like a Malcolm X, without realizing that, like, both of those men were needed, right? Absolutely. Both of those approaches. Because, like, MLK was like, all right, yeah, like, we, we got beat up, but it was like, this was about a long-term strategy, yeah. right? So, like, mm-hmm. we understand how narrative narrative works. We understand how media works. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was doing this before the social media yeah, game, right? Absolutely. So y'all give this man his, his respect. <laughs> his like, he was prize. just as radical as, as anyone else. And, and we got to remember that. Like, absolutely. you know, so shout out to MLK, and man. And I think one big thing that also gets lost is that he really, 
he at the end of his life, I think that him and Michael Max were so close together. Right. And I think so many people like juxtapose them against each other, right? right. They compare and contrast, like it's oh, you're MLK or you're Michael Max, you're W. E. B. Du Bois or you're Booker T. Washington. I think right. that we don't have to do that. I right. think that just like you were saying, these strategies, all of these strategies are so, so important. And I think that if you can understand that this is all like if we can if we're talking about this as a marathon i think we can talk about this as a track meet too right, right, right. And there's so many different events going on but y'all all on the same team but we doing completely different things yeah i'm doing a high jump you running the 100 that fast sprint right. somebody else running that mile right we got a pole vaulters we got i don't know javelin throws i don't know right right yeah yeah because I, I know that some people you know they might be like well you weren't marching in the street with us. You weren't doing X, Y, and Z. But it's like, yeah, but like... That's not you, my role. Right, that's that's not my role. Because he, he, here's the thing. If someone's on the media and they're they're dogging the the movement right mm -hmm. <laughs> and all and there's no one who looks like you or has has your similar mindset to like defend you on the media then then the movement is going to look bad too and the movement is going to suffer so like you got to appreciate everyone's facet like Tisha Sam right Absolutely. so like think about how you can uplift people and like really utilize people's strength strengths as opposed to saying this is the one way to be an activist this is the one way to be woke because there is it, it doesn't work like that y'all you know um so so shout out to MLK and like just even his sacrifices allowing us to be able to have this conversation as freely as we can have it today you know yeah and let us know what y'all did for mlk day how did y'all celebrate and if y'all really did celebrate y'all just relax that's celebrating yeah mlk fought for us to like have our peace too like yeah. to not have to be out in the streets every day hey, every day and yeah, i yeah. think that um it's important to hear what y'all did right and and i, th I think Another part to, to go off what Tisha just said is that like you waking up in in this America, in this society and like just having the strength to walk outside your house yes. is powerful. Right. Yes. You Like <laughs> because it, because, you know, as great as MLK sacrifices were like he he would still be fighting in the, in the streets today. He would still be on new shows today. He would still be doing things today because the world still isn't safe for black, yes. for black folks. Right. And so even having the courage to walk outside your house and just exist mm -hmm. is is enough sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like just be, just be proud that that you can exist um and just keep living in your truth man absolutely and that self-care like if you relax that self-care is resistance too i think that there's so many things in this life that sets us up to be drained to be just exhausted and i think that yeah just being able to walk outside that day and maybe just feel a sun yeah yeah that's love it's yeah. love for yourself yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, uh, like T. Shaw said, you know, let us know what you did on MLK Day. We are on Twitter at BGSA underscore UCLA. Um, and uh, give us the hashtag um, Black Brew and Black. Brew and Black. Um, and so now we're going to take a little intermission and we'll be right back. Okay. And this one is for my brown skin girls. Woo! She says she really grew up poor like me. No believe in nothing but the Almighty. Just a little jeans and a pure whitey. She never dreamed for ever be nobody wifey. Yeah. She want I mean a pretty budget artist, I mean. Play you like a villain cause she caught in a way. Tonight I am walking away. Nine to five, mine and I grind. Yeah, yeah. Tonight I might fall in love. Depending on how you owe me. I'm glad. 
thought that I'm calming down. Can't let no one come control me. Keep dancing and call it love. She fights it by falling slowly. If ever you are in doubt, remember what mama told me. Brown skin girl, your skin just like pearls. Your back against the world. I never tried you for anybody else. A brown skin girl, your skin just like pearls. The best thing in all the world. I never tried you for anybody else. Trophy when Naomi's walking. She need an Oscar for that pretty dark skin. Pretty like Lupita when the camera's closing. Trip broke the levy when my Kelly's rolling. I think tonight she might break her brace. Melanin too dark to throw her shade. She minds her business and winds her ways. Roll like 24K. Okay. Tonight I might fall in love. Depending on how you hold me. I'm glad that I'm calming down. Can't let no one come control me. Keep dancing and call it love. She fighting by falling slowly. If ever you are in doubt, remember what mama told me. Brown skin girl, your skin just like pearls. You're back against the world. I never tried you for anybody else. A brown skin girl, your skin just like pearls. Have you looked in the mirror lately? Wish you could trade eyes with me. There's complexities in complexion, but your skin is glow like diamonds. Dig me like the earth, you be giving birth to everything alive, baby. Know your worth. I love everything about you from your nappy curls to every single curve your body natural. Same skin that was broken, me the same skin taking over. Things are the focus to you, but when you're in the room, they know it's you. Cause you're beautiful. Yeah, you're beautiful. Them and them gon' fall in love with you and all of your glory. Your skin is not only dark, it shines and it tells your story. Keep dancing, they can't control you. They watching, they all adore you. If ever you are in doubt, remember what mama told you. Brown skin girls, your skin just like pearls. You're back against the world. I never tried you for anybody else. Brown skin girls, your skin just like pearls. The best thing about the world. I never tried you for anybody else.
I've been broke since my birth hit. Too much holes in my search hit. I said so and got turned. I hope you gripping what you love, cause they come in and steal your joy. How come every time we function, they telling us kill the noise? Why the fuck my baby mama keeps saying I'm still a boy? Find your bliss in the abyss and it probably could fill the void. I'm saying, boy, I ain't touch my ceiling. That's probably from effort giving. Searching for better living. That shit come from repetition. I feel I've been less efficient. I feel I'm too pressed for bitches. Keep saying F them niggas, but still ain't address it with them. You stressing when it's too much dough to be hurt yet. I don't know what I'm worth yet. I've been broke since my birth yet. Too much holes in my search yet. I said so and got turned yet. Now if your pockets been low when your shit was all bad, now your bitch is all mad. Cause you getting to the bag, put your hands up. Yo, yo, all my niggas put your hands up. With your beauty still glow and you got a dog pass and you know that you got class then go ahead and shake your ass with your hands up ladies all my ladies put your hands up put your hands up okay okay welcome back welcome back welcome black hey <laughs> welcome black okay welcome so black. we're gonna talk about um the Bunchy Carter and John Huggins Memorial really quickly. Um, I really just want to give a big, big shout out to ASU. That's the African Student Union on UCLA's campus, AAP, um, as well as Alex Davis, um, the president or the chairwoman of um, uh, ASU. Mm -hmm. So it was really just a beautiful event. Um, It really. So the Memorial of John Huggins and Bunchy Carter. they were Black Panther members. Um, mm-hmm. The Black Panther Party was started in Oakland in uh, 1966. Um, they were really dedicated to the community. I think there's a lot of stereotypes that kind of go around about them. Um, but really what you need to know is that they were a revolutionary um, organization, um, but they were in the community. Um, they had a lot of survival programs. Um, they had free breakfast for children. Um, they had uh, free uh, free clothing drives. They had uh, buses to prisons. They had... Um, like what did they call them uh liberation schools um they put on schools for kids they had daycares different things like that um and these two men were um, a part of the black panther party in the la chapter they were killed on ucla's campus in 1969 um they were students on campus as well um they were part of the high potential program so these students um these these members they were just dedicated um their saying was educate to liberate and I think that's something that we can sit sit on and kind of right. marinate on. Um, what does that mean, uh, especially when we're kind of coming out of this MLK holiday? Um, I think that educates to liberate when we're thinking about that. We're, we're kind of trying to think about how we can use this knowledge that we're getting here on this campus and in whatever privileged spaces that we are in. And I think we're trying to take that and figure out how to give back with that. And I think that that's what the part of this radio show is for, right? All I think right. we're connecting to so many parts of the community, so many facets of the community. Um, and this is bringing all of these things that may be high theory that gets stuck on campuses. Uh, we're kind of bringing it back down to the streets, and I love it. Right, right. And and well, for, and also, uh, Tisha, tell them where they can sort of find. Um, so there's there's a rock on campus that sort of memorializes um, the, the, these two people. Um, where can they find that on campus? That's going to be in front of Campbell Hall. Um, there was actually a push. Campbell Hall is on UCLA's campus. It was a push last um, year to get the name changed. Now, there was a lot of things kind of going on with that, um, but I think it's still an effort. It's the building they were killed in, and it, it kind of doesn't make sense why that doesn't 
um, that's not a big enough of a reason to kind of use that uh, that building to memorialize them. Right, right, um, right. Because they were UCLA students, and I think that's crazy. If that were to happen today, um, it w- it would be like national news. Right. Um, but people walk around on this campus every day, and they have no clue. But it's also crazy to me because this is one of the reasons I chose this uh, school. I think with the program that I'm in and just the environment that I've kind of been surrounded by now, um, I think that rock set the tone for me. Um, it showed me what this university has historically been about, at least the black community within it, and that was empowering for me. Right, right, for sure. And I, I think this is where the narrative part comes into, right? And this is why narrative is so important, right? So, like, a lot of times the the society the government would actually have you believe that you know black panthers were just these radical guys they're the mm-hmm. black version of the clan and mm-hmm. it's just like no they were like actually on the ground uh-huh. like like they might have had some protection just in case oh, case yeah. there's police brutality Strapped which up. you know if you if you look look today but you know, always they within right. the law well and always within the law but it, it was like day by day they were actually on the ground they were actually yes. in the community they were yes. actually making that impact right yes. and so i i think that we have to like recognize the important importance of that and um there's there's this thing that's called counter a counter narrative right and so Mm -hmm. thinking about all these these things that you've been told since you were a little kid about certain groups and about certain people like some of it's just not true and it's it's up to us to to go back and do the research and look through the archives and see oh man like these people were actually lit they weren't violent they weren't dangerous they were they were great human beings actually doing the work in the communities that they loved you know absolutely i think learning is a two-part thing right we have to learn and we have to unlearn things and i Mm. think that's what you were getting at Mm. that there's so so many things that we're told by like this country growing up that like Christopher Columbus is so great and all of these different things. And it's like, you have to unlearn and then learn the real history of things. Right, right. And it's hard. I think especially when people are presented with like information like, oh no, I I heard the Black Panthers were uh, the most dangerous organization um, like at that time. Because that's what J. Edgar Hoover said, right? LOL. Um, Angela Uh. Davis was on uh, FBI's 10 Most Wanted list and she's our renowned scholar. Exactly, exactly, right? And so you got to ask yourself, who's dangerous and why, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I think that there's just so many stories that we're told, and I think that we we have to actively challenge what we, um, I guess, understand is truth. And I think that's really what critical thinking is, and I think that's how we progress. Right, right, just right. Just like Dr. King was talking about. And, and and don't be fooled. You don't have to be in higher education. You don't have to be in college to do this. Do this high critical thinking happens on all levels, right? Ma- Malcolm X was learning was learning um in prison. In prison, I heard that he actually had to wear glasses because he was reading books at night at with night. no light. You know yes. what I'm saying? So like, that's no matter where you are, right, right. So no matter where where you are, like that learning and that education can can happen. So you know, it's just very important. To, to realize absolutely absolutely so we are actually about to um talk about some other things right so as we think about like um black bodies and black bodies not necessarily being appreciated t was saying how like you know pe- these those two students they died on this campus mm-hmm. and like they get a rock which is great but they're also beside a building that can memorialize them right in their legacy yes. legacy right and so as we think about that we also want to uh, talk about um, a, another group of, of folks who aren't necessarily always appreciated mm-hmm. um, and, and that we all that we have to sort of take a look at. Right. Because maybe what they do is appreciated, but like not who they are, not what they're going through, not their story. Right. Not at all. Um, I think that we see these by I think black bodies are often just seen as entertainment. Ooh, so child. I think that <laughs> when they step outside of that realm of entertainment and when we have to actually acknowledge um, them as people, it's What's like that. 
yeah, like, oh my, like you have a you have thoughts, right? <laughs> that's not just about the game of basketball, how to put a ball in a hoop, Whoa. or how to catch a football. Imagine a world where black people are actually complex, T. Shaw. That's, that's, that's what I, it's a challenge, apparently. Yeah, I so. guess, I guess. Look. <laughs> That's why they were so shocked with Obama, huh? Look, look, wait, that's another story, <laughs> and I'm no storyteller. <laughs> um, but we're we're actually sort of I'm um, going to talk about this one athlete um, and and how he sort of went from sort of being homeless to being a millionaire and sort of his his thought process around that and his his shock dealing with that. Uh, T. Shaw, you want to tell people tell people a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. I think that we just kind of want to preface that um, there is a, I guess. An atmosphere around athletes that, um, again, we just don't think about their lives, right? right I think that sure. there are so many people that started from the bottom now and we're here, um, and they, they don't really think about what that bottom does to people. And on that crawl up, I think that this, in my mind, too, I'm, I'm thinking of, um, I can't think of um, his name. He had just committed to play at uh, the University of Georgia Tech, ah. um, and he um, stepped in front of a, a train. He um, just, his family lived in just extreme poverty they were like in their own car they were maybe in motels sometimes and i think that um these these stresses i think like trying to like kind of just make it i think it takes a toll on us and there's a trauma associated with that even when people do make it that trauma is still there and we have to kind of work to unroot that but again if we're not caring about them as people then like how can we ever think about that until it's too late right right Right, for sure so we're gonna uh go into this video real quick um and then we'll be back let us know your thoughts and talk to us on Twitter. Talk to us on the live stream. From Trinidad and Tobago, with my two older brothers. Um, just growing up in Northeast Washington D.C. Um, pretty much homeless, living in basements. Um, well, we went with without electricity. Um, no water, things like that. Um, we had to use the neighbors' um hose to fill up totes of water. Um, we would take them back in the house. Um, we had gas, gas stove, you would light the stove with a little match or something, um, get a tall pot, um, boil the water, mix it with some cold water, put it in a uh, bucket, take it upstairs, take a shower like that. But at a young age, um, we just thought that was normal, you know, that's how we was living. We didn't know how everybody else was living, but we knew that's how we was living and we was cool with that, you know what I'm saying, especially me. But now that I look back at it, it was tough, man. But it made me a man, you know, at a young age. Grew up early, definitely. Um, so it was, like I said, man, I didn't think that it was that bad, you know. That's what I'm saying. I was so used to it. You just can't give up on yourself. Uh, times definitely get rough. Uh, I didn't, like, like Jalen said, I didn't really expect myself to even be here. You know, I didn't expect myself to be a collegiate athlete, you know, but I stuck it out. You know, I stuck with it, staying in JUCO. Um, fun fact, my first two days there, I didn't even eat because I didn't know where the calf was at. Um, and then I didn't know the food was free. So when I found out, <laughs> yeah, I found out it was free, I was going crazy. But, uh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I think that, man, just watching that again, it, there's there's a few things that I heard. There's a few things in the background that kind of made me uncomfortable. I think them kind of like laughing and clapping um, when he's saying like he didn't even get to eat because he didn't even know what the food was. Mm. And then like when he found out it was free, he was like, oh, bet. But like, man, that's yeah. tough. I don't know because like especially 
living in LA too, like I've there's been days that I haven't really had money. I'm like I'm right. eating maybe like two noodles or something. Like so yeah, it's crazy. And it's an athlete, like your body needs to be nursed. Right, right, right. Man. And then I think that there was another thing when he said that um it taught him how to be a man. And I think that even though that's a good sentiment, I think it can kind of play into toxic masculinity, yeah, right? Yeah, speak on it, bro. He was saying that like it 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 was hard, but it, he was like, I, I was cool with it. But it feels like he was cool with it because he had to be, right? Yeah. And, and then it's just like, well, I'm a man, so I'm going to take this on. So it don't matter how I feel, I got to, like, provide. I got to, like, at least stay strong. Right. And, like, absolutely, like, you, it's, it's essential to be a rock, right? But I think that, like, you also, it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. I think that, like, and I, that's what he's doing in the video. But I think that, like, if we hold on to this sentiment, like, hey, I ain't even going to talk about it. I was a man during, during this time. That's when that trauma gets packed down, packed down, packed down. And you're trying to fix it with a bunch of different things, especially when you get money. Oh, you got money. You can, you can make things happen. It don't matter how you feel because it's just like, oh, I can buy something to make me feel better for a little bit. So I think that, like, right now, I'm just so proud of him. Like, I think coming from JUCO, like, to not. So that means, like, he didn't even get really, like, great looks like that. He probably was a good player. So it's just like he really worked from the bottom. People in JUCOs, they'd be like three, four to a room just to pay rent because they don't they don't have that stipend like other college athletes are uh, on. So, yeah, I think that there's just so much going on. And I think that, like, we just – we don't think about what athletes go through. I don't think nobody asks. They just – they just wait for them to show up on the field, and if they miss a tackle, they're a bum. They need to get cut. He missed this kick. He need to get cut. But it's like – it's crazy. I don't know. There's a whole life behind them. Right, right. And, and you know what? Um, so, so going off that that point. Well, first of all, that that we uh, Javon Kinlaw, the young the young man that you heard in that soundbite, um, he actually did what we like to call keeping it a bean, right? Yeah, so he kept it a bean. Kept it show. a bean, a hundred percent, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so, so he he was a part of that segment that they were going to be doing um, where people like say what what's truly on their mind. And like to Tisha's point, vulnerability is a part of being human, right? And so even as uh, as a young man, like yeah, like toughness is great, like you said, you have to mm-hmm. be a rock, but right. But like vulnerability is required, right? Oh, man, speak on it. <laughs> like, and, and and I think, and we're gonna talk about a, a couple of other athletes too. But it's like when you can't express certain things, right? Things pack on. They man. pack on. They pack on. They pack on. So like, um, you know, we have people like De- Delonte West. I, I I know that there was a, a recent clip of you know him sort of being on the side of the street, sort of talking about you know um, how people had tried to like come up on on him and run up yeah, on him and yeah. and you can tell he's in a very distraught state um Absolutely. And, and you know there's a soundbite but, but out of respect for the situation we didn't we actually didn't want to play it for you all Absolutely. um but you can you know go research that um but but you have to wonder like who was around him who like did not support him who was around him that did not did not hold him like accountable to mm-hmm. like get get that help or or just just being there for him in general, right? Absolutely. Um, there, there's also the Aaron Hernandez case, right? Man, so yeah. I, I was listening to what some commentators were talking about in terms of the documentary that he has on Netflix, right? Um, and it was just like he was telling his mother like, "Oh, you ruined my life." Like he had gone through all these things with with his pops. Yeah. Um, CTE, CTE was a big thing, right? And so, Bro. where where are the outlets for these athletes to sort of be vulnerable? And like, what happens if, to Tisha's point, if you learn to be vulnerable early, like also be tough, obviously, but like yeah. learn to have a balance 
of toughness and vulnerability and like what things might have been able to happen what what type of supports would someone be been able to have expressed that they actually need it right Absolutely. um so we have to think about those things constantly yeah i think with the aaron hernandez thing is so crazy like i think that i've had this conversation and this is why i enjoy social media and i enjoy like netflix and this age of information that we live in right, right. that we can see things and then we have discussions about them right. we have discourse i think uh, and it, the discourse never stops neither and I, never. I think that's why i get hyped because it's like i'll see something on twitter and then i maybe a few people saw that on twitter or right, right. Few people saw a few different things, so like then we meet up and it's like, oh y'all, y'all watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary, and they like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we start talking, and I think that like for me, like the CTE, like in our conversations, it, I don't think people put as much emphasis on it. Right. I think that like CTE, like is crazy, like the trauma that happens to your brain. I think that like yes, people are accountable for their actions. We cannot discourage that, but I think that. We have to understand the social implications of things and then we have to understand like the conditions that kind of set things to kind of like emotion and i think cte having the brain of an 80 year old at 23 bro i'm 23 like <laughs> what a brain of an 80 year old like i think that that is it's ridiculous and i think that no matter what anyone can say i think that that has such a huge effect i understand that maybe the brain and the mind are different but i right. think that like if your body is not functioning right, then you can't properly, like, function. Right. I think they're like, oh, man, it's crazy. And, and, and let me say this, too, because this, this also goes back to a conversation that we have about black bodies, right, yes. um, and bodies of color in general. And so uh, the NFL has known about CTE for a while, and, man. like, they don't know everything there is to know about CTE, but they know that, like, you have these two 300-pound men constantly, like, bum-rushing each other. Boom, boom. And if you all watch Concussion, what you – the concussion movie with Will Smith in it, um, that doctor that he's portraying, which is based on a true story, um, he's talking about how like the human brain is not made to like collide with with like um, with other like heads and stuff like that. So like rams actually have something that protects their brains, oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, so they can ram into each other all day. Humans are not built like that, right. Mm -hmm. And so even with this research out, the NFL has doctors, has all sorts of other resources to dissuade, to intimidate yeah. people who would put this type of research out. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk, when we start thinking about like like uh, men, men and athletes bodies and you know um, how they're sort of a commodity um, it gets back to this Ooh. idea of like Come we don't on. care about Come you on. like that you're making us money this is football it, and and then also T-Shot's like the NFL is such a big machine Mach right and it's like yes these people are it's ramming their heads system. in yeah. but it's like the NFL has its tentacles and communities, Boy. like all, and all and all sorts of things, right? And so now uh -huh. we have to ask ourselves from a structural standpoint, even if we knew that every player player who was in the game right now was going to have severe CTE, mm -hmm. what like what what would the NFL do? Would the NFL even care or would it continue no. to try to push to push, you know, the shield, you know? It's it's about money. I think that's what it always kind of comes down to. It's about money and I think that they're going to push that shield until it don't make no more money. And those owners are going to own something else, and they're going to keep pushing that. I think that I am so, again, grateful for Angela Davis. I had, I've had i been reading so much Angela Davis recently. I right. TA a class that like is based around her work, and I just read something uh, the last few days. And she was just talking about how so many systems are interconnected. Right. So she was talking about prison abolition. And right now, that might sound like this has nothing to do with the conversation we were just having. Keep it going, bro. But she was talking about how prison abolition, abolitionism in general, is connected just to so many systems. Mm -hmm. So she was saying that, like, 
we need social programs. There's social programs like that's where. So there's two folds of uh, abolition, right? So there's the actual deconstruction of some. So like right. abolishing like the prison system. Right, so right. then she was like, okay, well, what do we do next? That's everyone's favorite question, right? Like, do you want anarchy in the streets? Like, no, we need social programs. So that is helping people not to get there, right? Right, right, right? And I think that like we see the NFL is part of that kind of system. I think we understand like that these black men are and these black athletes are coming from these. Um, Low-income areas, really, right? right? Or And even if not, I think that there's just there is a culture around it now, just black culture around it, like that entertainment and sports is how we're going to make it out. And I think that if that doesn't happen, I think that th then we're kind of locked in that poverty cycle. I think that, especially in high school, there were so many people like, I'm going to make it, and if not, like, I don't know, because the school stuff's not for me, because mm. they were never given the chance in school, right? right? And I think that, like, that might be with Delonte West. Like, Delonte West, yeah, like, bro, I have your buckets. He got buckets for mm, 12 years, maybe. I don't know. He was on the team with LeBron, went to the uh, finals. Right. But, like, that doesn't mean anything if he's never had an opportunity to do anything else but who. Right. Like, he's never had a chance to take care of himself. So people ask, like, oh, you had all you had all the bags in the world. How you end up there? It's like, one, you probably taking care of so many people. But, two, like, you never really had the resources. Well, now you have, I guess, the resources, like, monetarily. But you don't have any, like, clue where to Find, like you don't know where to find a cafe like yeah you have free food just like broham was saying like yeah you have free food but like i didn't know where to find it so i'm still starving so it's like do i really have this money to like hey, well so to your point tisha it's like money without mindset is nothing you mm -hmm. understand like it's just like if you don't <laughs> like people people don't realize just because you 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 come you get out of a certain like like environment and, and you come up like that mindset is still within you right Absolutely. and so like like i know i know for me and you might be able to speak to this too like if I'm, i might be in a situation where like i'm in higher education i'm doing i'm doing quote unquote well in life but like some something still might be a tr trigger for me some yeah. things might still get me irritated Absolutely. and bring bring me back to a to a place where like like I I feel a certain type of way, right? And mm -hmm. that happens with with athletes and and stuff as well. And so like if you have millions of dollars, but like you've never been taught like oh how do you manage it or exactly. like or this or this person or this organization is trying to take advantage of you or like I can trust this person, but I can't trust that person. If you've never had that type of training or if you've never had that type of support system, then the money is going to go so fast, right? Man, so fast. Um. So yeah, yeah. It's it's a shame, and man. Maybe like you were asking like what should the NFL do, and maybe that's what they should do, right? Maybe they should should be having like these financial I, I almost even hate the the word or the phrase like financial literacy All right. um but like some some system like that I think that like when you can understand that not a lot of people are making a lot of money and like so once you get bags like you don't know what to do with them because just like I never had this and like I want things and like you deserve things I think that's the other thing it's like people come after people and it's just like no like yeah, I understand that you spent a hundred thousand dollars on the chain, and like I want to critique that. Don't get me wrong, because right. we could have did so much with a hundred thousand, like for the community. But right. like, you deserve things. I think like if you've never had things, you deserve things. And it's like, but how do you like learn to work through that? And like, no one's ever helping anyone do that. And I think that like, no matter how successful you are, too, I think once you're done, or once you're done being that like light, right. I think people don't care about you no more. Like Aaron Hernandez, like he was a baller, bro. Like oh, he was a baller. And then, like, that happened, and it was just, like, F Aaron Hernandez. Like, Antonio Brown is another one. Like, Jesus, don't get me wrong. Like, he's been, he been acting a fool. But, like, if y'all love Antonio Brown as much as y'all loved him the last three years, when he catching balls and 
kicking people in the face on the field and going up with one hand and breaking records. Like, if y'all love him that much, go get Antonio Brown help. Like, y'all, everybody's just kind of sitting there watching. It's like, it's a phenomenon we're in now. And it's just like, we just watch and record. Right. Watch and record, watch and record. And it's like, no, if you want to help, go help. And I think that, like, we wait too long to do that. I don't want Antonio Brown to be the next Delonte West because then people are just going to be like, oh, I knew it. But, yeah, but, like, to your point and the, to the points we've been making, man, like, if it's all about the money and the capitalism, they're just trying to milk it until it goes away because, man. you know what? Antonio Brown might be a legend, but, like, there'll be a there'll be another another young Negro coming up oh, absolutely. at some point. Absolutely. So it's like you're going to make his money until you can't make his money no oh, more, man. and it's cool. Especially if he's been balling in the last six years for the same team. We can't sell no more jerseys. Everybody got his jersey. He out now. Yeah. Somebody else gonna come up, and you gonna buy their jersey. Right, right, right. So it, it it gets back get it gets back to that point, right? And so it's just like to your point, get if you love these athletes, if you love anyone in your life, life, and they're going through something, right? And they might seem to be performing well at their job or something, but you know something's not right. You know that they are going through something like you have to try to be that support system for them, for them and hold them accountable, right? Mm -hmm. How many yes How many yes people did they have around them? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? How many absolutely. people who were like, oh, well, like, something's off, but, like, we're still getting money. Like, they haven't they haven't fucked up at the job or anything like that yet. So it's it's still all good, right? Absolutely. Um, so, so those are things that we got to take into consideration as well. Um, okay. So we're going to go on a quick intermission, and we will be back. Yeah. Never let a hard 
time hover was. Double, 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 double up. I ain't telling no lies, I just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't telling no lies, I just. Double, five, four, three, two, that's time. I got to you, that money. My dreams come true. My life in diamonds. I grew up to be who I wanna be, so the more niggas talk, I'ma shine. Might have been way before it's time. Posted with my back against the wall. Life is a bitch, but she mine. The rag six too, she has mine. The west side too, yeah, it's mine. What you know about? Your poster on the wall at the dealership. Leaving the bed, legs trembling. Getting banged on for your penalties. What you know about? Hey, and we're back, and we're back. Yo, yo, yo. So um, it has been a uh, great show with you all once again. Um, thank you all so much for the support. Um, before we get out of here, we want to um, make a couple of, of announcements. Um, but before that, we want to do something that we, we uh, want to be able to do every week called uh, Black Excellence, right? Um, putting the spotlight on um, people who are doing great work right here in the great city of Los Angeles yes. um, for our melanated brothers and sisters. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Black Excellence. <laughs> yes. And so also, you know, if you have stories about um, people who are doing great things in the community, please be sure uh, to to send to send that to us. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BGSA um, underscore UCLA. Um, just shoot us a DM, um, and the, your story might end up on the radio show, right? Um, because we just want to point out people who are doing great things all the time, right? Absolutely. Um, so uh, the the spotlight today is going to be put on. On um, this place called Destination Crenshaw, right, which is a highly anticipated cultural hub that is uh, slated to flank the Crenshaw slash LAX Metro Line uh, later this year. Ooh. So basically, what it's going to be doing is it's going to help spark the creation of safe, healthy, and vibrant spaces that facilitate economic security and entrepreneurship of Black residents, um, which will actually ultimately help protect the neighborhood from one runaway displacement by increasing a sense of ownership in South LA um, and the emergence of workspaces such as Vector 90, the, uh, which is the brainchild of David Gross and Nipsey Hussle, um, demonstrate the vital role um, that community incubators can serve in success of aspiring entrepreneurs, right? So it's going to be hosting artists, workshops, mm. um, and collaborating with the community um, with like fest things like um, the Taste of Soul, right? So we they had their, that. yeah, yeah. So that's that's a great festival. Um, we we've been there before, um, and 
Um, they're even doing uh, things like wellness events, like trap yoga, right? Okay. Um, and so basically, Destination Crenshaw is is going to be uh, this great cultural hub space um, that's really going to continue to uh, bring light light to uh, L.A. Um, and so we want to just give them a, a shout out. Um, and we want to give a shout out to uh, the Destination uh, Crenshaw canvassers, Susan Barber and, and Gregory Shoemate. Um, can we can we give them a, an applause? Is that even is that possible? Let's go. No, but we got the air horn. Let's hey. go. Air horn. Air horn. <laughs> Y'all out here. Y'all out here. So um, so shout out to Destination Crenshaw. Shout out to Susan Barber and Gregory Shoemate for all the great work that y'all are doing. Yes, yes. Um, so we have a quick ad. So from the UCLA Minor Minority Health Conference. So the Center for Racism, Social Justice, and Health is proud to present the 2020 Minority Health Conference on Friday, February 28th from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's a free conference, y'all. Um, and it is presented as a partner conference from the uh, for the 41st Annual Minority Health Conference at uh, UNC Chapel Hill. It will be a great opportunity to learn, connect, and find your voice in the fight for health equity. Achieving health equity benefits us all. So no matter who you are, an academic or professional, or just using your life experience, join us as we seek to bring truth and power. Um, so register um, for the event. And again, that will be February 28th. And then there is a um, an Eventbrite. So if you follow us on Twitter and if you follow us on Instagram, we will definitely blast that out. Right, right. So, y'all, it has been a great show. Um, and also remember that the conversation never stops here. Never. Um, this this week, this upcoming week, we're gonna have some of our video clips, not only from from uh, today's show, but um, from last week's show too, because we want you all to continue to engage in mm -hmm. the conversation. Remember, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at bgsa underscore ucla, and hey. use the hashtag Brewing Black if you want to make a comment on the Twitter or on the Instagram. You Let know. No. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, keep tuning in. We appreciate all the love. Keep us top two and not two. We've been trying to be number one. Let's go. And y'all, we got so much in store for y'all. We barely, like, we, we always just getting started, iceberg. boy. We just getting started. <laughs> okay. So, look, shout out to my Aquarius. It's Aquarius season. Be breezy. Uh, I like my radio like I like my women. Black. Black. Oh, <laughs> Man, oh man. So remember, uh, keep the coffee black. This is Scalopy and it's Shaw. Shaw, and we're signing off.
Sketches, I'm a product, 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 Daughter, watch your heart and wipe the snot and nose. Everybody got it, what you got it, well, I gotta go. Bring you back or something, all you wanted as a youngin', just a piece of old. More than uniform and every morning with the crease oils. This is for my decons. The smoking every Sunday, get your rest and get your money. Preacher, preacher, started rapping just to reach yours. I don't know She was rocking concords, wide so jeans, and had a strut that you would die for. Heard that she got a man, he a blood, and we ain't tripping, cuz. Got some killers that just don't believe, but they believe in love. We can be Ruby D, Ozzy Davis, if you wanted to. Two of us hanging up the coop with our deuces up. Why don't we? I don't understand why we are standing here. Why don't we run so far away that they can't find us here? I ain't afraid to die for my city just to shine on through. Maybe go to heaven, see your auntie. Take a pick or two and tell her what a woman you become and how I'm proud of you. And how I seen you naked and I never seen a better view. Damn, your knees got so big, mama, she just looking like you. Make a little progress, stumble backwards, it's the cycle. I ain't even tripping if my heart break. That's the devil, she's so bad, she speed my heart rate. But I start to sing like, I Thank you.